Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, to quote Taggart from Blazing Saddles, I am depressed. (laughs) (laughs) You you sound that way. And I I think, uh, you know, I think it it could have been a whole lot worse. Um, uh, I was last night, but I'm a little bit more encouraged, I I guess, in, in some ways than you are, I think. Well, the Sun Devils eked out a 32-28 win. They trailed basically from the first UTSA drive to the final ASU drive. Yeah. Um, But managed to eke out a win. It felt like a team that was young playing their first road game, Um, especially offensively, but really not especially offensively, especially everything except for Zane Gonzalez and the kicking game. Right, which is is one element where where we're not young and and not inexperienced, um, and yeah, it did. It, it you know it had that that feel of a tough game, and um, certainly tougher than I hoped it would be. Uh, you know, I mean i I was hoping for a a nice easy game you put away early, and and you know everybody uh, goes to bed quickly. Um, wasn't that way, but. That's you know that's how it goes, uh, and and at least they found a way to win because as you said, down for most of the game. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, ASU by the end statistically was much more dominant than UTSA. You know, they had twenty five first downs to UTSA's sixteen. They outgained them four sixty nine to three twenty two. But stupid turnovers, and oh yeah, and poor play calling. I felt. Um, the 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 return of Chip Lindsay to this orbit on the play calling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, I I guess like anything, um, you know that it's not going to be as easy as it was last week for the offense, and and that's you know this is the risk in playing that type of style that we played last week is that you know it's not easy to score nine touchdowns in whatever number of possessions. Um, you know that's that's a hard. Uh, success rate to match and last night you know they certainly you know started out sluggish and never really got the feel they were totally in rhythm even as they scored two touchdowns in the fourth it it was still a struggle uh, to get those scores some third down conversions needed you know a a penalty on the last drive that you know helped extend that drive otherwise you're probably just kicking a tying field goal so you know um uh, you know the overall theme of this one to me is they found a way to win a game that they were down by 16 points in the third quarter and you don't often win those games so you know just for for the moment put aside the opponent put aside the pregame expectations of what we wanted to have happen and and I guess just look at the fact that this this game looked like it was going to be a loss I mean it, it kind of went through the stages of this game and you kind of thought well it's okay maybe it's going to be a frustrating win to, oh boy, we're in trouble, to, oh my God, we're going to lose this game. And then we still found a way to get it. So in that case, I'm happy. Well, if, if we want to talk about the positives let, first, let's talk about Zane Gonzalez, who set his career high with a 54-yard field goal, then promptly tied that career high with a 54-yard yeah. field goal, then banged through two more field goals, and basically kept us in the game. He did. He did. I mean, we needed something to get out of those drives, and it, you know, it leaves you a little hollow when you're, when you're getting beat, you know, 14-3 to and you have to kick a field goal, or, or when you're getting beat 28-12 and you have to, you know, you, you'd like to get touchdowns, uh, but those, you know, the, the points all add up in the end, and certainly without him finishing off four of those drives, 
and three of them were pretty long field goals. I think 45 plus yards, three of them. Um, you know, that's, that's not a thing you can take for granted in college to have a kicker like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he was, he was, uh, big, he missed the one from 53 or whatever, but it, you know, as we said during the game, it, you know, you're not going to be perfect from that range. Four out of five with, with, you know, four attempts, long range is a pretty good success rate. Yeah, and he drilled touchback after touchback, and then the one time they inadvisedly took the ball out of the end zone, the coverage yeah. was there and really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it was uh, – it's hard to say it was a good night for special teams. It wasn't, but but really it's just those two, you know, knuckle-headed plays. It, it wasn't necessarily a, a, you know, a team-wide problem on special teams. It was just uh, – you know, Kalen Balaz, that one, that one to me was worse. I mean, Hayes is trying to catch the punt, um, and he, and it just it's an awkward looking punt, and you know, it's not excusable, but it is one of those things that happen. But Balaz can't make that mistake. I mean, if you're if you're going to let the ball drop, which you're back there to catch the punt, but if you're going to make that that small mistake of not catching the punt, then just get out of the way. Yeah, because having having the ball stuck inside your own ten is still having the ball rather than giving them the ball at the 15. Well, and, and not only does he compound it, but for, for a guy who's a supreme athlete, that, that was the most unathletic attempt at trying to corral yeah. that bounce. You know, he, yeah. his body yeah. was contorted. He was reaching behind him. At what yeah. point in your mind, if you're Kalen Balazs, do you think, this is a bad idea, I need to put my hand exactly. down? Exactly. You know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you could almost see the wheels spinning, and you see this a lot on returns. You know, it's almost like the, the, you know, whoever it is, and in this case, you know, him was was thinking, you know, boy, am I going to get reamed for letting this ball bounce, and we're we're stuck inside the five. I better go ahead and pick this ball up and try to make something out of it. And again, you know, the the worst thing you can do with any mistake is double down on that mistake and make it worse. Uh, you know, and, and that's what he did. Um, you know, and and we're fortunate to have survived. I mean, we gave them, we essentially gave them fourteen points through those special teams errors and, you know, as, as leaky as the defense seemed, you know, two of the four touchdown drives they allowed, they got stops. And then, you know, we we fumbled the punts and, and they're left to defend inside the 25, you know, you'd like your defense to toughen up there and hold to a field goal. But that goes back to what we said last week. You know, this defense doesn't have much margin for error. They're going to give up some yards and some points when you get stops, boy, you got to take advantage of them and giving, Giving the ball right back, you know, 40 or 50 yards down the field is not taking advantage of them. Yeah, the defense, you know, the the front seven, I felt, played well for most of the game. Now, there were some issues with contain, especially on quarterback mm-hmm. draws and quarterback. You know, the 25-yard quarterback sneak was the, one of the more embarrassing front seven yeah. plays I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we uh, – I, I agree. We, we stopped the run fairly well the designed run you know the the you know running back run plays they didn't they didn't get a lot on us and that's something that even as this defense has really sprung leaks over the last you know half of last season and then so far this season been pretty good at, at slowing down the run game um and we did that last night but it, you know again just uh you know and and i thought i felt like we were getting good pass rush for for probably the first time this year we couldn't finish the play I mean, how many times did it look like we should have a sack and the guy wiggles out and he ends up getting, you know, either back to the line or getting to throw it away or even worse, 
uh, you know, running for a big gain because, uh, you know, we've got five guys behind the play who are trying to rush the passer. Yeah, the, you know, the front seven, I felt like, did a good job until they lost their lane discipline or until Sturm broke mm-hmm. out of the contain. And then at that point, it became a free-for-all. Everybody in the secondary has their eyes glued to the quarterback, it seems like. And so often, UTSA receivers were just running free behind people. Yeah. You know, even on the, the interception that wasn't for Jamarcus Rhodes, the, the receiver was open. If, if he had it gotten was. enough on the ball, that was a touchdown. It was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we didn't give up very many big pass plays last night, but it wasn't necessarily because we were playing perfect defense. Uh, you know, it was, it was sometimes they just didn't take advantage. And, and that's the break you can get when you're playing a team that's not very good. And, and we were playing a team that wasn't very good. Um, you know, but, but still some of those same old problems. Um, now, I, you know, say all this, and as we go kind of back and forth between positive and negative, what I will say is when we needed the defense to, you know, get stops to get back in the game, because when you're down by 16 points, you can't do it with all offense. you got to get stops. They came up with four straight three and outs, and then they got the stop on the last drive, you know, on fourth down, a couple of sacks, and, you know, force a fourth down incompletion. So, uh, you know, again, it, it wasn't a good night for the defense, but you know, much like the stretch in the third quarter against Texas Tech, we needed a we needed a stretch of time where our defense played well, and they they delivered it. I I will give the defense that they they did enough both games, Texas Tech and UTSA, to win. They yeah. they got stops when we needed stops. They put us in a position to be successful. And, and and I feel like obviously we're talking about two different caliber offenses with Texas Tech sure. and UTSA, but you are right. The points they gave up, if you take away the two stops that they got that led to punts, that led to muffed punts, which led yeah. to touchdowns, you know, it's a solid defensive night. Yeah, I mean it's it's not again, it's not anything great, and and there's still a lot of concerns. And I you know I said this to you via text last night, and I I mean it. Our, our shoddy back end is going to cost us games. We're just fortunate last night wasn't one, and we're fortunate in some ways that last week wasn't one. Uh, but it's going to. You know, I mean, you, you just know there's going to be a game, probably two or three games at least, and hopefully just that many, um, that, you know, you say, boy, we just could not stop the pass, and that's why we lost. You know, maybe the other elements of the game were there enough to win, but we struggle. We have a... You know, we have a converted running back starting at corner. Uh, we have a grad transfer from Texas who, let's just be honest, if he was that good, he'd still be at Texas and he'd be playing there. Um, that's why we're having the struggles we're having there. We just don't have very much personnel. Kareem Moore is a decent corner, and beyond him, there isn't much there. Well, I think one of the other things that really came to a forefront with the defense is the inability to wrap up and make the tackle. Now, you know, we made Sturm look like Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. I, or I think you texted Cam Newton. I mean, we just we couldn't bring <laughs> Similar, him. Though. We yeah, couldn't bring him down. We couldn't, couldn't do finish. anything. Yeah, yeah, and and you know both both long touchdown drives. So the the two drives that weren't started by muffed punts were broken open by missed tackles. You know, the first drive of the second half, third and short, and and Marcus Ball is right there in coverage, and the guy's going to get a first down. But instead of just making the tackle for a three-yard gain, he lets him get away and he gets 47. And then the first drive of the game, you know, we have him in third and 15 after a sack, screen pass, 
and Jamarcus Rhodes has him, you know, head up to make the tackle about seven yards short of the first down, doesn't make it. So, I mean, those are the things. Again, it, you know, it comes back to little things like that. When you're not very good on defense, you can't make those mistakes. Uh, but they go hand in hand when you're not, you know, when you're not very good on defense, you do make those mistakes. So I guess in some ways it's a, it's a chicken and egg type of thing. Yeah. And there was, you know, we did get some of our good consistent things, the defensive timeout call that, you know, yeah, worked yeah. on third down. It did work at least. Um, I didn't like it at the time. Cause you know, at the time you're down by 10 points with, you know, 11 minutes to go or whatever. And you're thinking, you, you know, you might need these timeouts, get the ball back or, or go down and score late, um, didn't backfire on us, so that's good, and at least we got the stop. You know, again, I, I, I thought about this last night. This is crossing sports, and it's going back about a decade, but I, I hearkened back to a game in James Harden's freshman year, our basketball team, and we were coming off beating Xavier, and everybody had patted us on the back and told, oh, boy, this team's really good, and Montana State rolls in, and we're thinking, this is going to be easy, and it wasn't. We were down late. And we had to struggle to win. And James Harden kind of took over at the end for the first time in his career. And so it wasn't a satisfying win, but I think it was a game that paid dividends as the season wore along that we figured out, hey, we can, we can win ugly too. We don't have to play a perfect game to win. I'm hoping that's what this game was. I hope so too. And we'll see. You know, I, uh, it, it could be or it could be like last year's Cal Poly and New Mexico games where we look back and say, boy, you saw all the warning signs this was going to be a struggle of a season when you had a hard time putting away a team like that. Let's flip over to the other side of the ball. I think that one thing that we definitely can come away with this game knowing is that Nikhil Harry's the real deal. Yeah, yeah, he looked very good. Um, that, you know, was probably the extent of what I thought looked real good on offense. Um, you know, he was, he was very solid, was open on a couple other big plays that were overthrown, um, you know, and, and made that big catch there at the end of the half, which we, we needed anything we could get to take some momentum at that point of the game. And he, he came through with it. Um, I mean, on a no flag, on a no flag hold, making a one handed left handed catch in the end zone. Right. He ended, he ended five catches for 78 yards and a touchdown. He also had one of those runs that was really a pass for four yards. Yeah. And more than anything, he felt like he was becoming that security blanket, almost like Jalen Strong, where yeah. if it's one-on-one, you just give him a chance because yeah. he seems yeah. like he's got a better shot than anybody to do it. And he came up with a couple of, of plays in that in that regard. Um, you know, so, I mean, very first drive, you know, uh, I think it was first and 20 after a holding and, you know, just throws that back shoulder. It was very Jalen Strong-like, just, you know, throw it out there, let him adjust and... He picks up 21 yards, gets the first down. Um, should have had a touchdown on the next play with a more accurate throw. He was open. So, yeah, he was he was very good. Um, bumpy night otherwise offensively. You know, the, the line was okay, but not as good as it was last week. Um, and, and certainly I didn't think, you know, it wasn't Manny's finest hour. Uh, but, again, he, he found a way to gut it out and pull out a win, and I – you know, we talked about it during the game via text. I was, I, you know, I thought you just had to let him find his way. Um, he's a young quarterback, and he's going to have bumps in the road. This wasn't the last one, um, but you just got to let him grow through it. 
Well, when he was missing wide open guys, even when he was reading the coverage right, that specifically that Jalen Harvey play where the corner blitz came, there was no safety help, looking yeah. a lot like an ASU defensive play from last season. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and Manny yeah. took the snap and just fired it, you know, 15 feet Over wide. Side. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, at that point, I was I was not opposed to going to Brady. Uh, I know, and I, I, and, and I, I mean, <laughs> I, I saw the point. I just, you know, I guess we just had a, a, you know, one of those philosophical disagreements. I just thought you had to, you know, you had to let him get through it. You could, because what you could see, at least for me, you could see it was, it was poor mechanics. And I think that a lot of times comes with inexperience, uh, being on the road the first time, being in a little adversity, things aren't comfortable and you start to rush you know, it's like it's like a golf swing. You know, you can go to the driving range and, and hit it perfectly, but if you get out there and every shot counts, then the mechanics start to go on you a little bit. And I thought that's kind of what happened to him last night. But he worked his way through it, which is what a young quarterback has to do. Now, if he was a fifth-year senior and he was having that kind of night, I'd have agreed with you because I would have said, man, you know, by now if he can't get over this, when is he? But he's still in his third career start. He's going to have moments like that, and you just got to let him fight through it and, and you know, try to make the best of it. And he did okay at it. And I agree. Ultimately, I'm glad they didn't put in Brady, but here, here's where my issue comes from. If our offensive game plan for our first road game is to not play to our quarterback strengths when he's making his third career start and, and not run the ball that much, I mean, you know, I – that's tough. I take that back. They, there was 36 total carries between Richard yeah. and Balazs, but it felt like, I mean, for a, a long stretch in the first half, that, that Richard was just not on the field, which seemed no, odd. I agree. I agree. It was, it was um, you know, it was a, a strange sort of start and a strange type of game plan. Um, the you know, the uh, downfield passing didn't make any sense to me because that's very, not any strength. Very, very different than what we did last week. Last week was a lot of the, you know, the offense, the way we heard about it in the off season and the preseason was, you know, going to be a lot of quick strike, get the ball out quick. Last week was that, uh, you know, we didn't actually, you know, discuss that element, but, but it was, it, you know, as I said, I thought, I thought last week was the offense exactly how you dream it up. Um, this week was totally different. Very little short stuff. Um, a lot of, you know, flies and fades and things like that. And, you know, those are just low percentage passes. They worked a few times and they were big plays when they worked, but, it's hard to depend on those because, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't take a whole lot for something to go wrong on those. And we saw a fair amount where they did go wrong. Yeah. I mean, it just, it felt like Manny's game is best and it, and it was borne out by the numbers you saw from the first two weeks. His game is best on routes 10 yards and in. And and you, you know, when you have a player like Harry and you've got a, a speedster like Smith and a speedster like Harvey, Mm-hmm. I understand that you want to at least keep the defense honest and try to blow the lid off, you know, sure, a couple sure. times a, a half. But I understand they're pressing. I understand they're stacking the box. But w- if if that's the game plan, then you know, I I did not see the quarterback who the TV broadcast was saying was dropping balls into garbage cans fifty yards away. <laughs> no, no, he was a little. Off. I mean, again, there were a couple that that worked a good. You know, a good throw to, to Cameron Smith at one stretch, I remember, um, and, a, and a good one to Harry that got deep. But, yeah, it's it's just – it's hard. I mean, it, you know, it's hard to put the ball in the money 40, 50 yards away that often. There's a few quarterbacks who can do it, but there's NFL quarterbacks who can't do it. 
And, and so you're asking a lot. And it, I think to me, it felt like, and I could be wrong, but it just, it kind of went along with the feel of, it seemed like we got antsy early that we didn't come out and score right away. And then they scored on us. And it almost felt like we were trying to just, you know, get it all at once. Oh, we're struggling. We just got to get a big play and, and, you know, get back. And it just, it, the patience wasn't there to just sort of plod your way down the field. Now it came in the second half. We had a couple of good long drives in the fourth quarter there to, to, you know, take the lead, but it seemed like early we were just very impatient. Well, and going hand in hand with that, the passing game was really, I mean, there was a couple to Harvey that he, that weren't completed, but Harry had five catches, Balage had five catches, Cam Smith had three, and Frederick Gamage had two. Yeah. There's no tight end involvement. No, no. Yeah. It was it was much more like the first game. You know, four receivers catching balls. Well, three three receivers and a running back, four total. Um, you know, no no tight end and not not even a ball thrown to the tight ends last night, I don't believe. I don't recall no. any passes in that direction. Uh, Jalen Harvey had, I think, one thrown to him. That was the, you know, the inaccurate ball you talked about on the first drive, um, but never didn't have a catch. You know, obviously Tim White's out. You know, didn't didn't play on offense. Uh, so you know, you, you count that one. But but yeah, I mean, again, I, I really thought week two the offense was what you expected to be, and last night wasn't so smooth. Um, some of that is to be expected with growth. Some of it's to be expected with being on the road. Um, but you know, again, I, I keep coming back to this point, at least they found a way to win because I sure thought in the third quarter that it was a loss. I just didn't, I didn't see it turning around for us. So, you know, they, they found a way to make just enough happen to escape and go three and L. Oh, I mean, at one point I, I was pretty sure it was going to be 21 to three. Yeah. And- yeah. You know, and, and then it's, you know, 28, 12 and. You know, we have to settle for a field goal and, uh, you know, we get it inside the 10 at 28-15 and have to kick a field goal, which, uh, you know, I think I, I agreed with you. I, I, was, I was of the mindset, go for it there. But looking at it in hindsight, that was a good decision. Take, you know, fourth and goal at the seven is a, is a hard play to convert. Um, you know, you take the points and you get yourself within 10 and it worked. Um, there was some strategy last night that, I didn't think was very good. I didn't. I didn't like not going forward on the fourth and one there when we were down by three. But you know, again, defense came through with a three and out. We got the ball back and we went down and scored. So um, you know, it didn't cost us the game. There, you know, my my view on certain things that happened could be totally different if you know we we don't win the game. I'll admit it. I'm kind of you know uh, viewing it through rose colored glasses that we won, but. Uh, you know, ultimately, that's what—that's the only thing that matters. Did you win the game? And we did. No style points for it, but that's okay. Yeah, and you know, it gives us an extra day's rest. Now we get to—you know—the team will be back in Tempe. They'll get to watch the Texas Cal game without yeah. having to yeah. take a beating tonight themselves. You know, and that extra day helps. Hopefully, the secondary mm-hmm. this week gets things worked out because it's going to be another team that's going to throw the ball all over the field, and if we can't. That if we can't is. cover, we need to tackle. And if we can't cover or tackle, we're going to get blown out. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a struggle just like it was last week, I think. You know, there's there's going to be um, a lot of yards and a lot of points, and our offense going to have to do their part. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, overall, it, it's good to get a win. Like, like I said before when we were previewing the game, it's, a, it's an odd road venue. It's a dome. It's AstroTurf. <laughs> 
you know, you texted, it's like a high school game being played at a college <laughs> venue because it was, you know, the entire upper deck appeared to be roped off, so it was just a big <laughs> barn that was empty. But, you know, it was it was not their finest effort, but it, you know, but they rallied, they did what they had to do, and yeah. teams are supposed to win games. And, you know, they t- the worst projections for this team were 3-9, and nine, and they've already matched that, so you got to feel good after three weeks. Uh, I mean, look. Record-wise, it's as good as you could be. There's not the style points there, but at least we at least we have the three wins and no losses. Yeah, I'd rather be three and zero and have struggled against UTSA than be Iowa, who's two and one and just mm-hmm. lost at home to North Dakota State. So true. And we definitely could have been. There was. <laughs> oh, I thought we were gonna be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I said that you know Texas Tech was a win in hand according to what I thought was eight wins. And, um, I, you know, at the third quarter last night, I thought, well, we're about to give that win away pretty quickly. Yeah. And, you know, they did, they did rally and there are positives. The defense did enough. Zane Gonzalez can bail out this offense if they get within the, you know, within the 35, at least Zane's got a better than average chance to get something on the board. And that's going to, that's going to win us some games. It did yesterday and it's going to agree too. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. I mean, it it uh, it was a game that had all the makings of a trap game. We almost fell into it. I wish we hadn't looked the way we did, but at least we didn't totally slip up and lose the game. Yeah, I will say this: if the goal of playing in Texas is to recruit, we need to win. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they haven't been impressive performances in that state, but at least we finally got a win. Yeah, I mean. It took dipping down to UTSA and barely pulling it out, <laughs> but you're right. We did get a, a win in Texas, not in a bowl game. So Right. Which, by the way, as an aside, can we talk for one second about the ESPN coverage of this game? I feel like we got the, the F-minus camera crew. We got a, a broadcast duo that, you know, if I have to hear RPO again, I, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it was uh... – a Friday night game in Conference USA territory, and and that's what you just have to expect when they've got, you know, probably 30 to 40 games on air. Ours wasn't very high priority. Uh, that much was clear. The other thing that I liked was they made it, you know, the announcement, ASU hasn't been to the state of Texas before Todd Graham in 31 years, but within the Todd Graham window, they were counting bowl games, and yeah. they Absolutely played in the Sun Bowl in the last 31 years. So yeah, a couple Sam times. Keller played yeah. in the Sun Bowl and, Nine, played a and great 97 game. as well. So, you know, uh, I would have appreciated a little homework. I would have appreciated a little less acronyms and uh, <laughs> and generally it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was a struggle to get through that broadcast. I mean, halfway through, I was listening on delay to the local radio, you know, ASU radio <laughs> broadcast. Even though I was three plays behind. So I have the game on mute, and I know what's going to happen, but I'd just rather hear it <laughs> on delay, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was it was rough. Uh, I did not enjoy the broadcast at all. But all of that aside, the bad broadcast team, the bad, you know, the bad special teams plays, the, you know, heart attack moments in the first half where it felt uh-huh. like everything that could go wrong would go wrong, they still won. <laughs> and Exactly. And, and I guess and that's that's the most important thing. It's really the only important thing. Yeah. You know, we're we're not a national championship contender where we need style points. We just need to win games. 
it's going to be about adding up the wins at the end of the year, and we got three so far. Yeah, and ultimately, I, I, I have to be happy with it. I am happy with it. It's not the strongest showing to roll into Pac-12 play, but... No, it's know. not, you know, but, uh, I mean, this week was a perfect example that week-to-week momentum doesn't necessarily exist. Because we, we looked good last week offensively. You would have thought we are going to roll, and this week, not so much. So what you see next week could be different. Yeah, well, and the best thing we have going for us next week is we'll be back at home. Yes, where, where you know, always you, you play better, especially offensively at home. You know, the rhythm is just better, and, and so I expect to see a, uh, more like what we saw against Texas Tech. Maybe not 68 points, but more, more flow. You would hope so. We'll be back middle of the week to preview that game. Until then, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.